Welcome to the Dulas Youth Podcast. We hope this encourages and empowers you to be connected to God and one another. Thanks for joining us today. Enjoy the message. The title of today's message is It Don't Fit. It Don't Fit. And the heart behind this is this idea that, man, there are so many Christians that call themselves Christians, that, that aware that the Jesus t-shirts, that, that'll, that'll put Christian in their bio, yet live a life that just doesn't line up with that. Like picture this, if I walked on stage today with a Supreme hoodie, whatever cool jeans are with some like rips in them and stuff, and some Jordans, you'd be like, Mike, I can see that you're trying man, like, that just doesn't fit. That, that's not you. Like, you don't have to try to be that. And that's what the heart of this message is. Man, there's so many times we try to blend in with the world, yet Jesus calls us to something different. And just stick with me with this message. Uh, have you ever come across those, those pictures and you're just like, man, one of these things just doesn't look like the others, right? I came across one, a stream of them a couple weeks ago, um, and, and check them out. Here's the first one. This one's pretty easy. One of those is just not like the others, right? You got a little dog perched up there. All right, let's see the next one. Aww. I thought that was just a cute pig, a little cat acting like he's a little dog. I thought it was great. I don't even like cats, but it was a cute pig. All right. The dog wall. My boy Snoop Dogg made it on the dog wall. Okay, next one. You got an Amish mosh pit. Like that just, I don't know. That's just not, I, 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 don't, I don't get that one, okay? Yeah, one of those dogs just doesn't look like the rest of them because he's a raccoon. All right. That would be me. Not going to lie. I think I could wrap my Explorer in some gold paper and fit right in with that. Let's check it out. We got a couple more for you. Oh, dear. Get it? All right. Next one. Y'all see that movie? Jurassic Bark? Anybody? Yeah. This dog's trying to be a, be a dinosaur. Okay. So I saw this picture, and I legitimately thought like high school Cole might be in this picture. Uh, that was great. We got one more. We have a one-legged duck trying to act like he's a flamingo. You ain't fooling nobody, duck. See, these are good, but the reality is when we call ourselves Christians and we live like everybody else, like, like, like we live not the way that Jesus would want us to live, and we live these lives that just don't fit with who Jesus has called us to be, Man, we are no better than a one-legged duck trying to call himself a flamingo. We look foolish. We look fake. And Paul, in, in Ephesians chapter 5, addresses these things. You're going to have the text on the screen. If you want to open up your Bible to highlight some things, I think it'll be good. Because Paul addresses some things and just straight up calls out like certain sins, certain struggles. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm confident that even in a room like this, there, that Paul will address some things in your life because he's addressed some things in my life. He gives us this list, and this isn't like a list of like do's and don'ts, and like if you, if you, if you don't do this, well, then you're fine. But he, he says, hey, I know that there's some things that, that, that you're going to struggle with. 
But let me help you through this. So we're going to start, jump in right in, in the text, Ephesians chapter 5, starting in verse 1. Paul says, Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. Man, if you are going to live a genuine life for Jesus, it starts right here, to be an imitator of God. Cole asked the question a couple weeks ago, if somebody looks at your life, who would they say you are trying to imitate? This idea of imitating God, it's huge. In our world, when we think of imitating, it's usually like this negative thing, right? Like if I'm imitating somebody, man, it's like I'm mocking them. I'm making fun of them. I'm trying to be the, the fake version of them. But here and everywhere else in the New Testament, this word imitate is a good thing. It's a positive thing. See, the reality is what you imitate is what you will emulate. Like, like, like who you try to be, who you try to imitate will become who you are, what you emulate. Think about it with a, an apprentice, right, in any kind of trade. An apprentice will have a mentor that they try to imitate, that they follow after, that they follow so closely to know this is how you do it. Because they know that what I imitate, I'll emulate. And so Paul calls us to be imitators of God, not a fake version of God, not some phony that just wants to make it look right on the outside, but to be so close with God that we emulate him, that we, we live out the same life. All too often, we, we try to imitate those around us. We follow the biggest celebrities, the famous people that, that make the most money, that dress the nicest, and we say, man, if I can pretend like I have that life, man, then I'll get that satisfaction. Then I'll get that happiness. Then, then I'll get that thing that I feel like is missing from my life. And in turn, we become fake. We become disingenuous. We, we live our lives with like one foot in the world and one foot in the church, we have this tension of like, how do I be a Christian, but also like fit in with everybody around me? I mean, it never seems to satisfy. The reality is like through Jesus, you have a brand new life in Christ. You don't have to, 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 to try to be somebody you're not. Like you and I were created in the image of God in the Imago Dei. Which means that when we try to imitate the world, it's really hard. And a lot of times we, get, we, we end up feeling like, like we miss something, like we're not good enough. But man, when we imitate God, our creator, the one that we were created in the image of, it's a whole lot easier to, to let Jesus work in our lives and, and come out of our lives and show us, okay, this, this is what that looks like. I don't need all these things that don't fit. No, because I'm yours. I'm a child of you. I'm an imitator of God. Paul goes on, verse 2, he says, and walk in love. As Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. And here's his list. He says, but sexual immorality, all impurity, covetousness must not be even named among you as is proper among saints. There, there, let there be no foolishness or no filthiness and no foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there be Thanksgiving. So, so how do we imitate God? It starts right here. You walk in love. Walk in love. That's what imitating God looks like, living a life of sacrifice. 
The problem is we're, we're willing to sacrifice to improve our fit, our drip, to, to improve how we look, our popularity, how everybody else looks at us. But a lot of times we're not willing to sacrifice for our relationship with Jesus. Like instead, we allow things that don't fit into our lives, which in turn makes us sacrifice. Instead of sacrificing for God, we sacrifice our relationship with God to let all of this other stuff be a part of our life. Look at the things that, that Paul specifically mentions, right? This isn't a list of every sin in the Bible, but this, are, this is a list that was obviously um, meaningful to, to the people in that time, and I would say it matters all the same to us today. He's saying these things don't fit. They're out of place. They're not proper for the children of God. And no matter how hard we try to convince ourselves that it's okay, that, hey, it doesn't really matter. Paul says, man, that, that's not you. That, that doesn't belong in your life. You know, we talk about walking in love, and, and instead we, we allow, like, our relationships to go too far in the name of love. We go, hey, this, this guy, this girl that I like, I mean, my boyfriend, my girlfriend, I, I'm going to allow us to go way further than, than we ever should because we love each other. Like, like, that don't make no sense. We talk about the, the, the jokes and the words that we say. We, we will go and we will tear somebody down and joke around with them. And at the end go, hey, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't joke like this with you if I didn't love you. Like how backwards is that? I'll be honest with you. Like that's me. That's one of my struggles. I know how easy it is to be sarcastic and to, to joke around and, and, and to tear somebody down. And I have made people cry doing that, like, like humiliated them and had to go and say, hey, man, like, I'm sorry. I wouldn't joke around with you if, if I didn't love you. But who in here feels loved by somebody tearing them down? Like, that, that doesn't work. That doesn't fit. That's backwards. Instead, I think it's time we flip the script. I think it's time we start thinking before we speak. You know, if you're like me and, and you're, you're telling your sarcastic remarks, the jokes that you say is what it is that, that, that you know, man, that's my struggle. Think about this next time. Ask yourself, man, would I say this in front of my grandma? Is this something I'd say in front of her? Would I say this in front of my pastor? Would, would I say this in front of Jesus? Does, does this reflect the love that Jesus has for this person or that I'm supposed to have for this person? Man, if the answer is no, like, like, cut that out. Jesus is the one that said, from the overflow of your heart, your mouth speaks. And if that's where your heart's at, I think it's time to let Jesus do some work in there. To, to let Jesus go, hey, let, let's work on some things. You want to wear this new fit, this new life in Christ? Let, let's work on some things. This is where you need to grow. I think it's time we check ourselves. We check who we are imitating. Check that, that, that our actions and our words accurately reflect what Jesus has done in our lives. I know for me, one of the things I challenge myself with, because I know that I'm so easy to, to make dumb comments and, and, and do all that, I've challenged myself to encourage at least one person a day. I should be encouraging way more than that, but I intentionally look for one person a day to say an encouraging word to. And what I have found is the more that I look for somebody to encourage the less stupid things come out of my mouth. 
Man, if you're like me and that's your struggle, look for one person to encourage today. Then do it again tomorrow. Then do it again the next day. And what you'll find is those dumb jokes, those dumb comments that you say, tend to not come up so quickly when you're looking for ways to to walk in love and to show people that you care about them. Paul keeps going. Verse 5, he says, But for for you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral, impure, uh, who is covetous, that is an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. So, so Paul lays it out there again. He, he goes through his list again and the things that don't fit in a Christian's life. And he gives us a pretty good reason here. But let me, let me explain that a little bit more. You see, everybody who is um, identified by their sin, man, this is who you are. This is what you're known for. Yeah, they're gonna, there is no inheritance in the kingdom of God for them. You and I, on our own, don't fit in the kingdom of God. But the beautiful thing is that Jesus was not satisfied with that. Jesus didn't leave us down here stuck in our sins. He says, I've got something greater for you. And he decided that he could go to the cross and die in our place, take our punishment for our sin, so that no longer are we, are we identified by our sin. Now we're identified by our Savior. No longer are we, are we, are we called sinner and, and lost person. No, now we are a child of God. You see, when all we are is identified by our sin, yeah, there's no inheritance in the kingdom of God. But Jesus is so much greater. And he says, man, if you will come to me, if you will allow me to work in your heart and in your life, man, you won't be defined by that no more. You'll be defined by your relationship with me. And that's incredible. But I would also venture to guess that most of the people in this room or the people watching this, we have the, the, the head knowledge of that. We know what Jesus has done. We know that he went to the cross. We know that he died for us. We know that he offers us eternal life and that he calls us to a new life in him. So my question is, why do we continue to go back to the way that things used to be? To, to allow these things that don't fit in our Christian walk to, to be a part of our lives. These things that, that, that don't satisfy, that, that leave us empty. Well, I, I would say it sounds a lot like Proverbs 26, 11, where it says that like a dog returns to his vomit is a fool who repeats its folly. Now, I'm not going to go into that. You can picture what that looks like, and that is gross. That's disgusting. Why do we continue to go back to be that person, to do those things that God has, has said, man, that shouldn't be a part of your life? I think there's three reasons. I think one, a part of it is that we live in a world that is so accepting of the things that Jesus hates, so accepting of, of, of the things that Jesus would call sin, that if anybody tries to speak up and speak truth and say, hey, I love you enough to say you shouldn't be doing that, that they just get t- torn down for it. I think number two, that we have a real enemy that wants us to blend in with the rest of the world. That if our enemy can get us to look and act and, 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 and do everything the way that the rest of the world does, well, then there is no, no person going out and living for Jesus. There are no disciples trying to reach other disciples and make people or, or invite people into this relationship with Jesus. 
Satan would have nothing to worry about then. I think number three might be even more where we're at, is we have become so comfortable in the life that we live, so comfortable allowing this struggle to just latch on and stay a part of our lives that we either don't realize it's sin or we don't even realize that it's still a part of us. Like, I think that if we saw sin the same way Jesus saw sin, we'd, be, we'd go, man, I need to cut all that out. That, that shouldn't be a part of my life because I am a Christian and I live for Jesus now. So I think we have a choice to make. Are we willing to set aside those things? Are we willing to go, hey, I, I want to love and I want to live the same way that Jesus did? I want to sacrifice for others. I want to put others first. I want, to, I want people to know that I love them by the things that I say and the way that I treat them. Paul keeps going here, verse 7. He says, therefore, do not become partners with them, these things that, that Paul's mentioned. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the, fruit, in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. So how do, we, how do we fix this tension? How do we become imitators of God? Well, we walk in love. But the second thing is we walk in light. We know that we are called to walk in love, but now it's this, this next step of I'm going to walk in light. You know what light does? Light exposes darkness. If we're going to walk as children of light, we are exposing darkness. Because here, here's what I know. Darkness deceives and light illuminates. Here's a real practical uh, reason. Who has ever played hide-and-seek? Okay, good. Who has ever hid in the middle of a well-lit room playing hide-and-seek? No. You don't, you don't stand in the middle of a, of a room and go, hey, I'm hiding with all the lights on me. Hopefully you won't see me. No. If you're trying to hide from something, if you're trying to hide from someone, you go into the closet, you, you, you shut the lights off, you have that pile of clothes on you, and you're like, hopefully they just think this is a pile of dirty clothes. Because light illuminates and darkness deceives. If you're going to hide, you're going to be in the darkness. And Paul says, at one time, we were darkness. But now we have this new fit, right, this new relationship with Jesus. Now we are children of the light. We are the light in the Lord. We don't become light because we are just so good. We become light because the light of the world, Jesus, comes and illuminates the darkness in our life. He exposes the darkness, drives out the darkness. See, what we try to hide in the darkness always gets exposed in the light. There isn't anything you can hide from God. Like, I hope you know that. There isn't a word you say, a thing that you do that God doesn't know. So there is no hiding this darkness from God. You might think, hey, I get away with it and hide it from everybody else, but light exposes that darkness. Earlier we talked about how the, the words we say might be your struggle, but, but maybe it's not. Maybe for you, you're really good at not like talking foolishness, and if so, you might need to help me out 
Maybe for you it's the things that happen behind closed doors. Maybe it's the things that happen when you're alone. Or you're with your boyfriend and girlfriend. It's the things that you would be ashamed and embarrassed if they came out in the light. Maybe that's where you are. Maybe it's not so public. Maybe it's something that you've thought, man, I've gotten away with it for this long. And maybe for you right now, Jesus is exposing some of that darkness in your heart. Jesus is bringing to mind the things that, that, that you know have no, have no room in your relationship with him. The things that you know you need to cut out that don't fit. Maybe that's where you're at. See, the reality is we, we are called to expose those darknesses. More than that, we're called to expose darkness around us. Like Jesus is the light of the world, and he said, now you are the light, of world, light in the world. Go shine your light. We are called to walk in light, and that looks like exposing the darkness around us. And I don't know about you, but it's easy for me to look around and see all kinds of darkness. It's easy for me to see all the things that are going on around us that would break our Lord's heart. Take one of those. Take, take human trafficking, okay? Back in 2019, so I'm sure these numbers are even higher than now, back in 2019, it was estimated that there's roughly 25 million people, human beings created in the image of God, that were enslaved in human trafficking. Of those 25 million, it says that the 5.5 million are children. Another 11.5 million were women or girls. And like, that's terrible. That is utter darkness. The fact that that's even allowed to be in our world today. But the study went on to, to say that, that the porn industry alone is one of the major things that fuels this, this industry. It says that, that roughly 5 million women, men, and children have been forced into the sex trafficking part of human trafficking. And it says that the majority of those men, women, and children, at some point during that, will be exposed to either watching or, or being a part of pornography for the sake of desensitizing them to where it just becomes okay. Like, like that's sick. That's disgusting. And he goes on to say, and as porn continues to grow in today's culture, the demand for human trafficking continues to grow alongside it. He says that pornography is a $97 billion business, and it's easy to conclude that those who are profiting from producing this kind of content and using trafficked men, women, and children will continue to tap into this monumental source of revenue. Like, that should break our hearts, that that kind of darkness still exists in our world today. But here's what I think that means for us. Number one, we're called to expose darkness. If we are living as the light of the world, if we are walking in light, that means we are allowing our light to shine and to expose even the darkest corners, what's happening behind closed doors. No longer are there shadows for this kind of darkness to hide in, but we can use our voice and our light to, 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 to start taking over some of that darkness. But the second thing, we need to be a part of the solution and not the problem. In a very practical way, what I think that means is that the next time Satan tries to tempt you to, to, to look that up or to send that picture or to click on that link or to do any of that, I hope that there's, a part, there's something inside of you that goes, Man, 
that's evil. That's, that's wrong. Like, like by, by going to this website, by clicking on this link, I'm, I am saying I am okay with the rest of this, with, with, with what happens to make this happen. That is not walking in light. Man, if you are going to walk in light, allow Jesus to illuminate the darkness in your life so that you can go out as the light of the world and illuminate the darkness around you. Well, Paul keeps going with these last two verses. He says, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. My third and final point for you today is to walk in wisdom. The reality is if you are a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, guiding you, leading you, helping you. You have something that the rest of the world does not have. That means that, 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 that you have God in, in, in spirit form inside of you. And I believe wholeheartedly that God's going to do some work in your life. That when you choose to, to cut out the things that, that, that you know don't belong, or if you're sitting there and you're like, all right, Lord, like, what is that? And you genuinely ask him, hey, God, like, show me the things that don't belong in my relationship with you. I believe that God's going to show you that, that the Holy Spirit will illuminate those things in you so that you can choose to walk, not as unwise, but, but as wise, to, to walk in wisdom. Because the reality is you and I only have a certain amount of time here on this earth. Paul said it right there, that, that the, making the best use of the time because these days are evil. So how can we do the best we can to live for Jesus? How, how, can we, how can we be imitators of God and not imitators of the world? Well, you walk in love, you walk in light, and you walk in wisdom. Does that mean that we're ever going to be perfect? Probably not in this life. But that doesn't give us a license to do whatever we want. I promise you, I need Jesus' grace and forgiveness as much as the next person, but I also know what this new life that he, called, he has called me to looks like. I know the things that don't fit. I know the things that need to, to be cut out because that's not who Jesus has called me to be. And my hope is that through this message, man, you'll get that too. You, the Holy Spirit will already start working in your life going, hey, you remember that thing? You remember that time? You remember those words that you said? Hey, maybe there's somebody you need to go reconcile with. Or maybe it's something you just need to say, hey, hey, Lord, you've overcome the grave, so I know there's no struggle in my life that you can't overcome. I need you to help me with this because I can't do this on my own. Be an imitator of God. Walk in light, walk in love, walk in wisdom. Let's pray together. Thanks for joining us today. If you've enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, even take a screenshot and share it to your social stories and tag us at Do Loss Youth. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you soon.